Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 10 of the Get The Shot podcast. This podcast is for all you aspiring creatives trying to get your shot at working in the sports creative industry. My name is Billy Quach, and I am the creative director at Let It Fly Media, as well as a content creator for the NFL. Today, our guest is Chanel Smith-Walker, the director of creative media at NC State Wolfpack Football, and she is a graphic designer and photographer for the football team. So excited to talk to her about her journey to getting to where she's at now, and hopefully you find that helpful and you get some tips and advice and motivation out of that. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to get this thing started. So let's freaking run it. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, today's guest is Chanel from NC State Football. Chanel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's actually really cold here, so other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yes, the weather is starting to turn cold, and I hate it. So that's why I went south to Texas this week. Let's start off with a little bit on your title and your kind of where you're working at right now and just what your day-to-day is, what your role is, what your responsibilities are. So my official title is Director of Creative Media for NC State Football. So I do all of our social media graphics and all of our recruiting graphics and anything that's like in-house. So like any high school graphic content that goes out. Um, and I also do our marketing materials, so like our schedule poster or anything that marketing might need that's football related. Um, so that's my, that's my role. Um, it's kind of, it's a little hectic right now, especially because we can't have recruits on campus. So we are like bombarding them with graphics like nonstop. Um, and we're doing like a ton of player PowerPoint. So that's, so that's another fun task that I do as well is uh, do recruit PowerPoints. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> How did you end up in this role? Like talk to me about your journey and where have you been in the past to lead up to NC State? So when I graduated, I played volleyball at Elon. And so when I graduated, I had applied for like a bunch of different positions, like um within athletics but i honestly truthfully didn't really know this role really existed to be honest um, even though i was an athlete i really didn't know it was like a thing so i applied for a few jobs like at a bunch of different universities and like got turned down i was saying i didn't have enough experience and so i just worked at this company called team connection um it's kind of like a small version of east bay and so then i ended up i was like stalking ncaa job market and was like okay i, I want to get back into college athletics because i did not like my job and also didn't like being in the agency business side of it. And so, uh, so University of Southern Mississippi had a GA position open for uh, their creative services department in athletics. And so I just applied, I honestly didn't think, I think the deadline was like, I, I made the deadline like the day before it like ended. And I honestly like wasn't planning on going back to grad school. And so when I applied, they called me like the next day and was like, okay, we wanna offer you the job, like the GA position. and. I like hadn't taken the GRE, like I didn't plan on ever living in Mississippi. Um, so I ended up moving to Hattiesburg and I was there for about three months before getting hired full time because our boss at the time was with Cole Golden, um, who's at Tennessee now. Um, we were both GAs and our boss ended up leaving like right before the bowl game. And that was Cole and I's like first time like ever being like in athletics or experience in a bowl game. So we were kind of just like a deer in headlights. Um, and so I was became full time and I was there for about a year and a half. And then I got a DM on Twitter from the 
director of creative media at Baylor. And so they flew me out there for a bowl game and I got the job. So I accepted that and moved there. And I was in all of athletics for about three months. And then I got moved over to football. And so I was with, there with Coach Rule for a season. And then I got another DM on Twitter from our DPP. <laughs> so shout out to Twitter. <laughs> from the DPP here at NC State. And then I had... Uh, they said a bunch of because he worked with like Tony Turnquist and them and so um they had given him my name and he liked my work and I had two phone interviews and so then I got the job here so so did you start to like learn and become a creative after your college athletic career or were you kind of interested in creative and being you know graphic design photography during prior to that like what got you into that Aspect. So I had always like been into art, um, but I was into more traditional art when I was little. So I would like draw, paint, like sculpt, things like that. And so, um, and then, but I also loved computers. And so we had a graphic communications class in my, at my high school. And, and that was my first time and I was like, whoa, this is kind of like combining like both worlds, like graphic design, but it was more like vector design. So we'd worked with a lot with illustrator, logo design, things like that. And then we had this club called Skills USA. Um, so shout out to Mr. Dykes. He's the reason I am a creative now. Um, and so I joined that. And so that's really where I learned graphic design and photography. Um, and so before I even got to college, I kind of knew I wanted to be a graphic designer. I didn't know like what kind, because I didn't know the, all the possibilities that were actually came with graphic design. But yeah, that's like how I got into art. So I've kind of always been into it. What would you say was the turning point for when you were like, kind of interested in the art and then you turned it into like your career and you like became good and like that next level like what do you think where did that turning point happen um I would say I, I can't give an exact time I mean I would just say it happened in college um when I would see like our graphics and I was at a smaller like D1 school so we didn't really have like the full staff that like a lot of bigger schools have and I was always like why can't volleyball get some love too like why can't the women's soccer get love so that was kind of where I decided that I wanted to be the person to be in athletics um, that really like kind of put on for like the women's sports, but it's crazy because now I'm in college football, um, which is like wild. <laughs> but I would say just being at Elon was like the turning point where I realized that I really wanted to like be like a designer, but then I also didn't realize how impactful like graphic design was till two of my, like three of my best friends, like as they're giving for a first scene they played football and made them like this really big poster and they like loved it and it's still like in their room like to this day so that's kind of where I like really like was like oh I like making people feel good with with art so yeah that's kind of the same way with me and video like I would show my friends the videos that I made and they would like laugh or react to it and that's kind of where I get my fulfillment of making videos is I know it's making people have a reaction to my work so I feel you right there um at NC State now, do you have like a team that works under you or what's kind of the structure of your department? Um, so from a graphic, des graphic design standpoint, I'm a one man team. Um, so, um, but from a video side, I have Emmett who does all of our like video content. So any like social recruiting, uh, like intro video, that's what he does. And then I do have some interns um, that also help me out as well. Um, and, but it's more of like, uh, since it is unpaid, my interns are still trying to understand design. And so it's more of like me kind of working through and explaining like why I did what I did in this graphic and kind of like more of a learning process for them and not necessarily like super task oriented, if that makes sense. Um, but like full-time wise, it's just me and Emmett on the creative team. 
Nice. Man, one man band. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. I, I see um, from your Instagram, like you have the camera in your hands too, and you're like doing the graphics and you're taking the photos. Um, you know, most teams, they have a photographer and then separately a graphic designer. How much more advantageous is it to take your own photos for your graphic design or is it a disadvantage like talk about that experience i honestly think okay so old chanel like three years ago would have been like this sucks because i don't i didn't think photography was my strong suit and i just felt like i did better with other people's photos but i really wanted that was a that was something that i wanted to improve on was being able to like use my photos to make my graphics. And so that was like my main goal when I got here at NC State. And so it's honestly a plus because if I need to make a recruiting graphic, I can take the photo. Like if I don't have to be like, oh, can I schedule a photographer? Um, and so I think it helps, also helps NC State because because um, we're not having to outsource our photography um, a lot of the time. So honestly, I really enjoy it. And you, you kind of get to understand your style a little bit more because you're able to work with actually your photos consistently. Because you know how some people, when you outsource photography, it's like every blue moon you're using someone else's photos. So it's kind of like they're just the way they edit or just their style of photography is different than yours. So the fact that I'm able to like also have my style in my photography and also in my in graphics as well makes it to me, I think it's an advantage to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a huge advantage. and. I'm not, I'm nowhere as close to as a graphic designer or a photographer, but I could imagine if I was a graphic designer, I would definitely like pick up the camera and want to like, you know, try to take some photos and use those in my design. So that's really cool to see because I don't think you see that a lot across the uh, sports landscape. A um, couple more questions before we let in some call-ins. Who were some of your mentors and like inspiration like um, that helped you get to where you are now? Um, so I would say Jay Hicks, um, he's from Baylor. Um, that's like where I met him and he's on the, the guy that I'm with for the creative plug too. And he's just like helped me as just a whole, like he's been in the industry for a long time. And so he's like really helped me how to maneuver just like, even like, even though I over, only oversee image just being in that role of like, ha like handling situations like that, or just managing interns. Um, so he's helped me out a lot with that. And Matt Lang has been like my saving grace. Um, he's been a huge help as well. Um, just like professionally, but just personally, just like he's a great person. Um, so I, I would definitely say those two are like probably the, the biggest assets. Um, and then just people that I look up to in the industry as a whole would be like Britt Davis, uh, um, Shalik, she designs for the uh, NBA. Like, so those are just like people that I don't, I wouldn't say I like have communicate with them a ton, but they, I just look up to them cause they're just like killing it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, there's a lot of people that I look up to and I haven't talked to and it's it's crazy how impactful their work can be on yours and like how motivating it can be to see other people's work. Um, all right, we're going to get into the call-ins because I don't want to keep these two waitings too long. So uh, first up, we got Brian J. Hello. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. We have Chanel on the line as well and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, let's start off with your name and kind of just give an intro on uh, who you are, what you're doing right now, if you're a student or if you're working, and then you can go ahead and ask that first question. For sure. Uh, my name is Brian Jay. I'm from California, up in the Bay Area. Uh, I'm in high school right now. I'm a senior going into college. Uh, was it like next fall? And my question to you guys is, um, 
How do you get involved with working for an athletic department at a university? Um, so I would say, honestly, I would reach out to either the athletic department or like if it's a specific sport that you want to get involved in and just ask if they have any internship opportunities. Um, and I know for me, I was like unpaid at first. Um, so when I was interning, but I think it's important just to get out there and just, just to show that you're interested and they just want someone that's eager. Cause I feel like any school is, is willing to take any interns that want to help out. So don't be afraid to just contact anyone and, and don't necessarily cater to just like someone that has a title of like creative media, like reach out to marketing, reach out to even like the uh, video for football, like just re kind of reach out to multiple departments. Um, cause I feel like that, that'll, that'll broaden your opportunity to actually connect with someone in that in athletics. Yeah, Brian, that's a really good question. Um, I would add to that, like you can go online and most of these colleges will have the emails of all the staff members in the athletic department um, listed out. So that's a really good and easy way to find like the right emails to email. And, you know, even if you're, don't worry about emailing the right person or the wrong person. If it's the wrong person, they'll lead you to the right person. And then, you know, most people are willing to help out if you're um, willing to reach out. So that's step one is just reaching out and not being afraid to um, ask like, hey, who do I need to talk to, to like work for the athletic department, like point me in the direction. And you can even ask your professors, I'm sure they know who to reach out to. Um, and it's a really good idea to just, you know, reach out as soon as you get on campus. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to send a follow up email too. I know like with the people on staff, they get a ton of emails. So sometimes they may just like not see it or if it's like during a busy season, just don't be afraid to reach out again, which is a follow up too. For sure, for sure. Thank you. That was that was really good advice. Uh, my follow up question to that is, um, is it better to attend like a smaller university? Like, is it easier to get involved with a smaller university or larger university? I, I think you're going to have more resources and more, you know, maybe more opportunities at a bigger university. For example, um, at the University of Arkansas, since we were an SEC school, we just started the SEC network when I was in college. So we got brand new equipment, brand new control rooms, brand new like state of the line, state of the art equipment that, you know, allowed student workers to get their hands on leading edge um, technology. And that really gave me um, an advantage over other students who maybe didn't have access to that, um, to that same equipment. So, you know, it, it almost kind of just depends. Uh, I wouldn't say it's at the end of the world if you're not at a big school, like if you're a lot of small schools have some type of athletic program or department that you know, has a control room, a video board, a creative staff, like no matter if you go to a big school or a small school, there's going to be a creative staff there. Um, you just might find more resources at a bigger school compared to a small school. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went to a smaller school because I played volleyball. So mine was a, a mid-major D1 school. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm going to say the opposite ability. To be honest, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I feel yeah, like <laughs> I feel like because also I was at a liberal arts school that we just had like a lot of opportunities to like get involved, and because it was a smaller school, 
you were understaffed, so you were you were able to be involved in a lot of different things that you might be limited to at a bigger school. Um, for instance, like if you want to work with college football, some are bi some bigger schools may be hesitant to allow student workers to work with a football team. Um, but at mid-major schools, like you, they they'll take pretty much take anyone just because they're understaffed. So um, I feel like you'd be okay with going any route. To be honest, I don't think one way is the wrong way. I mean, I went to a small school and still ended up in the ACC um, and in the Big Twelve. So it kind of just depends. Yeah, that, that, I'll add to that. That's a really good point. That if you're going to a smaller school, there's not as many students. There's not as many, you know, people who want to do what you do. So you might be the guy that you know does everything, and you get you that way. You get a bunch of experience through football, through the big sports, soccer, volleyball. Uh, whereas if you go to a bigger school, like let's say, let's throw out there Clemson and like everybody knows about their creative staff and everybody's trying to go to Clemson to be on their creative staff and it's really competitive, you might not get as much access or as many opportunities compared to a small school. So there's definitely pros and cons to either side. Um, and it's just, again, I don't think one way is better than the other. It's just kind of dependent on your situation. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, is there any like certain type of major that I should be going into that might help me uh, grow as a creative? Um, I, I like, I don't know. I, I, it's hard. Well, for me, because my degree wasn't in graphic design, actually, my degree was in strategic communications. So we and my minor was in digital art. So I, honestly, I feel like if you, it's honestly, it's about more what you do outside of the classroom. I'll be completely honest. I, I feel like, I feel like I know a lot of people who have degrees in like exercise science, but they're like a graphic designer. Like, cause I just feel like as long as you have experience, I think that's the biggest thing is what people look at. Um, but I mean, I would say if you have like a, if there's a major that's digital art, creative media, graphic design, you, or communications, you could lean toward that way. Um, but I feel like with most jobs, it's just more about your experience. Um, Billy can probably talk about that more. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the major is not as important as what you do outside of your classroom. Um, one of my good friends from college who works with me now, Andy Torres, he was a biology major. Like he wanted to go to med school. Um, so for four years, he did biology. But outside of school, he would, you know, make videos with me and, you know, he had fun doing that. So I kind of convinced him to like change his path from going to med school and to like doing content. If you go to his page now, like on Instagram, you would never even think that he was a biology major because he's freaking phenomenal with all the crazy stuff he does with a camera. So um, it certainly helps to do I'm sure there's majors out there that will be helpful to have. For example, I did broadcast journalism. And although, you know, I'm not trying to be on TV as a newscaster or an anchor, um, I did learn a lot about telling stories. And that's really an important and underrated aspect when it comes to video and filmmaking. So I think, you know, even though broadcast journalism wasn't really the career I wanted to go down, I could still use um, some of the lessons I learned there to apply to what I'm doing now. So um, if you're having a hard time, like decide which major, I would choose the major closest to what you're wanting to do or the major that 
thinks, you know, would give you kind of an advantage at a certain aspect that helps what you want to do afterwards. For example, you know, maybe a marketing degree or a business degree for filmmaking would be super helpful because filmmaking and being a freelancer and, you know, creating content is also a business. So like having a business degree would be helpful there. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, you know, kind of seeing what your options are. It depends what school also, like some schools have creative majors, some just have your traditional, maybe broadcast journalism. Um, it, it really depends. All right. Thank you. That was really, that was really helpful. Thank you. Appreciate it guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and thanks for asking those questions. Um, have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you. All right. Perfect. That was, those were some good questions. Um, a senior about to graduate high school, um, they, it could be scary to like choose your school and like, you know, figure out what major to pick. I, heck, I chose engineering when I got to University of Arkansas. Um, and I didn't even know I wanted to be creative until uh, sophomore year. And, and that's when I changed my major. So what's your advice to high school students who are you know, worried about which school I'm going to or which major I'm picking, like, what would you say to those students? Um, like, for, like, the creative industry or just, like, in general? Um, yeah, creative industry, but in general, too, I guess. For the creative industry, honestly, would say, like, if, first of all, if you're having to pay for school and you want to be creative, I personally don't think it's necessary to need to drop thousands of dollars to have a degree in like communications to be a creative. Like you can be a creative without a degree. <laughs> like, and that's what I like, cause I push that with my interns all the time. Um, I tell them like, you, like even Joe, who was my boss at Baylor, like he only has his associates. Like, like you can go to a trade school. Like I just feel like people, it's like push that you you have to go to school. And I'm like, you, to be a creative, you don't have to really go to school. You just have to be creative as hell and, and know how to make content, to be honest. Um, and then for just the general, um, I mean, I just, I feel like take your time. First, I feel like you should make a list on what you truly enjoy doing before you just like go into a major just for money because you want to, I feel like you should want to enjoy your work. And even with my sister, she changed her major her senior year of college because she realized that like this isn't what I want to do like I really want to do something that I truly enjoy so I first I think you should figure out what you truly enjoy and then kind of figure out what major has that area and then go for it yeah that's a really good point like if you're super talented and super creative you don't need a degree to be in this field like if you're good and you have it you will you, you'll make it in this field um, without that degree um, I will say that the other side of the argument that the degree does help, you know, get your foot in the door and, you know, get opportunities that maybe you wouldn't have if you went to college. So it's just weighing your options and seeing um, what's best for you. And even some self-awareness of knowing, okay, am I good or am I do, you know, is my mom just saying I'm good? Like um, if you think you're good and you have it, then, you know, go, go get that job, go get that shot. Um, if you, if you think you need a little bit of like blossoming and, you know, a little bit of help along the way, um, then you can definitely go to a college. So, um, great advice and great answers there. We're going to admit our next, um, call in Tolar. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. Yo. Yo, how's it going? Is it Tolar? Up, it's Toler. 
Toller, okay, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Doing well. Nice to meet y'all. See, yep, so. see you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go pack. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see the logo. Um, well, Tolar, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining on. I have Chanel, creative or director of creative media at NC State, on with us. So we're here to answer your questions. Um, let's start out with an intro from you. Just say your name and what you're doing right now, whether you're a student or you're working, um, just to give us some context when we're answering your questions. And then you can go off, you can go ahead and shoot off your first question. Cool. So uh, I'm Toller Ray. I am a sophomore in communication media here at NC State. Um, I'm minoring in journalism and I work with um, the creative athletics team here. Um, Chanel, you know, Keisha and Roland. So I'm with them. Um, I also work at the Career Development Center and the student newspaper. And yeah. Um, nice. And what's, uh, what's your first question for us? So, uh, I've got some lined up for Nels here. So, um, <laughs> in what ways has uh, being a college athlete helped you, you know, to land a job and overall just helped your um, creative vision in sports? That's a really good question. Um, so, I will say, I think it being a college athlete helped me like realize what I wanted to see, like actually done in the creative industry and like and what athletes really want to see. Um, and I think it's just helped me connect with the athletes a lot more because I kind of understand like what they go through and like the hard work that's behind it. So that's like what I want to show like in my designs and in the content that we push out. So I honestly think that's, I think that's what's like helped me a ton, but it also just made me realize like, I don't know how I played four years of college volleyball because I'm washed. So <laughs> it's also something that it pointed out to me as well. <laughs> yeah, and you played at Elon, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Hall River. So I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, same yeah. County. That's so yeah. awesome. That's funny. <laughs> and um, this is kind of like to the both of y'all. I know like y'all are just so good at marketing yourself, um, especially on Twitter. So what does it look like when you're on Twitter and, you know, what advice would you give to, you know, college um, creatives like me? Um, I would say be active on Twitter. Um, that was the one thing that I feel like I wish I would have done more in college. I truthfully didn't know how huge Twitter was for our creative industry. Like that's literally where all of our work is going, which is on social media. So I would say be active. And honestly, I would, I, I, I also say have your own voice as in don't be afraid to speak up on things that you truly care about, but also be professional and realize that people are going to see this. So just don't go go on a rant or a tangent and just like going off. <laughs> but, and then also just using, using social media, especially Twitter to connect with other creatives and not necessarily DMing people to ask for a job, but, but just like reach out and just say, Hey, I've been following your work for a while. Huge fan. Do you have any advice? Um, I feel like it go a long way. And then, and your name will kind of, they'll kind of think about that when they're like looking for to hire like uh, another designer, videographer, things like that. Yeah, it's a really good um, answer and a really good question too, because social media is so important in today's world of, you know, finding a job and networking. Like it's no longer going to like a networking event and like shaking someone's hands and like printing out your resumes and like, here's my resume. Like they're not there. 
I did that in college once and I was like, why am I doing this? Like there, there's no way they could see my work unless they like went, go to my website on my resume. But like, I'm not handing them my video. I'm just handing them a piece of paper. Um, so I just stopped doing that in general and was just focused on building my portfolio and building my social media channels um, as like a living, breathing portfolio that's always updated with my latest work. So for example, on Instagram um, and Twitter, like um, anytime, like, so I used to work for the Chiefs and anytime my work went on the Chiefs channels, I would make sure to retweet or share or repost or whatever and just say like, hey, check out my work that I just did for the Chiefs. Like um, on Facebook, like even on Facebook, I, I would just share it and post it and, um, you know, just say like, hey, check out what I did for Chiefs or look at this video I made or maybe you just did a certain part to like check out the shooting I did for this or whatever, whatever it is. And eventually people will realize, you know, oh, all this Chiefs content is being done by you. Like, that's pretty cool. And if it's good, then, you know, if they need you or they need you to freelance, then they'll reach out. And that's how I got my current job at Let It Fly Media. I was at the Chiefs creating the social content during Patrick Mahomes MVP season. So all eyeballs were on us basically because he was making no look throws and just making my job super easy. Um, and my current bosses saw my, found out about me because I would just retweet like new video, like check out what I did. Um, so then they DM me and said, Hey, we love your work. We'd like to talk um, about you joining us. And, that's how I ended up here. And uh, Chanel mentioned that she got a lot of DMs um, back in her day. And that's how she made it, made it to Baylor. And that's how she made it to NC State. Like it all happens in the DMs. Like that's the new, that's the new email um, for today's generation. And like, it's super easy to network because you just, you know, see something you like on Twitter and you try to find out who created it. Um, and then you just comment like, hey, I think this is super cool what you just did. Um, and that you just leave it at that. And then maybe a couple weeks later, they post something else. You comment again or you, you know, share it or whatever or quote tweet it. Say, yo, check out blah, blah, blah's work. Like it's super awesome. Or, you know, just start building relationships through social. And eventually, you know, they might respond back to your work or they might, hype your stuff up or, you know, down the road, they need someone and they're like, oh yeah, this kid used to comment on my stuff and I've seen his stuff. It's pretty cool. Like, let's reach out to him to see if there's a, there's something we can work on and collab on. So, um, definitely take advantage of social media and don't be afraid to repost work that you're doing for certain teams. Um, like obviously get permission to like uh, organically share it, but at the worst you could screenshot it or just retweet it and quote tweet it. Um, and that's still, you know, good enough. Yeah. That's a really good point about social media and like how you have to like retweet your own work. I mean, it kind of, it kind of sounds, you know, self-explanatory, but <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll add one, one more thing. Um, I know this works because I actually was talking to someone who networked with me his name's Jonah Haas, and he just graduated college. He DM'd me, asked me some questions, and then he was like, 
hey, can I, is it all right if we hop on a phone call? Because he had like a bunch of questions. And so we talked for like an hour. And one of my pieces of advice was like, you, you need to start networking on social and like basically what I just told you. And I don't think he did it at first after our conversation ended, but like a couple of weeks went by, he started networking. Um, and the first person he DM'd or whatever, started networking with, three days later, that person reached back out and offered him a full-time job because that person had a position open. And like, it's crazy like how easy that was for him to just like reach out to someone and now he has a full-time job because he, he made his name available to the person who was in a position where they needed someone. Like people aren't gonna hire you if they don't know you exist. Yeah, so true. Right. Um, got one more for Chanel. So I really like how you take time for yourself as a creative with your editorial photography. <laughs> um, just like talk about uh, what kind of advice you would give to just taking time for yourself. Um, I would say it's so important to take time for yourself. Um, but I will say when I first got in the industry, when I was at Southern Miss and part of Baylor, I was like work, work, work. And I was like burnt out. Like I was exhausted and you kind of, you almost start to like hate, hate your job when you like overwork yourself. So I think for me, I've just realized that like for me to truly stay in love with my job and like my career that I have to be able to do some things like outside of work that I really enjoy. So whether it's working out and just like my editorial photography, that's completely different than shooting like a, a practice. Uh, I think mentally it's just, it'll help you out like so much more, but then also I feel like it'll push you more creatively um, because when I'm working out, I'll just start thinking of stuff or I'll see something out when I'm walking. It's like, that's like more traditional art. Um, then photography, it's a, that's a completely different style, but also I can bring that style maybe into some of our football photo shoots. Um, so that's why I think it's just important to just take a break because you'll, you'll open yourself up to so many different things when you just take a step back from your computer and just like work. Word. And like Billy, if you have anything like that too. Um, yeah, it's, um, Definitely something I've realized in the past couple of months, um, the importance of saying no and like not saying yes to every single opportunity. Um, I still struggle with it. Like, you know, people reach out and immediately I'm like, yes, I'm available. I could do that. But sometimes I have to catch myself and just say, A, do I really want to do that? And B, like, do I even have time in my schedule to do that? Um, definitely my first two years out of college, I would, you know, work all day, every day from eight to five and then come home and work from five to 10. And it's not, that's not a bad thing. Like that's the reason I'm where I'm at now. But now that I'm, um, now that I'm at where I'm at now, where things are starting to like come together and not be as hectic, I can take my time with things and, you know, make sure that I'm not saying yes to everything and just make sure that I'm putting the correct amount of effort into the things that are important to me right now. So um, definitely learning to say no is a huge uh, muscle that I would advise everyone exercising um, because it does lead to burnout. It does 
lead to, you know, um, people not putting in as much effort. Um, I had someone call in the other day and they said they were working on like five different projects and traveling between three and four cities. And like, that to me was like, like, I mean, that's great. That's awesome that you want to do all these projects, but like, are you able to give a hundred percent at all of these projects? If you're driving three hours here, three hours there, two hours here, editing, shooting, you know, all of that. So, um, it's just taking a look at what you have on your plate and making sure your plate is big enough for the items on top. Well, thank y'all for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast and calling in. Um, those are some great questions. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'll you around. <laughs> yeah. I know we'll have to cross paths sometime. For sure. I'm I'll in marching band. Oh, you're in marching so, band? Like, yeah, so like I can't film football. Oh, but, okay. um, nice. What is it do you play? <laughs> <laughs> I was I play trumpet. Oh, <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. And I just directed um, Thriller. I don't know if you saw that, but it was played at the football game. Yeah, I did see that. Because I, I heard it play, and I was like, wait. And then I saw it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, well, thanks. Thank you so much again for calling in. Um, have a wonderful rest of your evening. All right. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yo, that was awesome. We had an NC State student call in. I don't think I've had that happen yet on the podcast. Um, again, great questions, um, especially about, you know, burning out and, you know, making sure that your mental is correct. Um, how much do you pay attention to that, um, you know, your mental health and just, you know, being in the right state um, throughout your career? So when, when I, in the beginning, I really didn't like acknowledge my mental health. I just like, I was young. So I was like, I mean, I'm still in my twenties, but when I was younger, I was like, I used to think I could just go and go and go. And like all my designs going to be so great. And then these past two years, I've just like noticed that like, when I'm like mentally not checked in, I like, I'm like in a creative funk. Like, and so that's why I feel like it's important for me to, really take a step back because even right now like I was literally talking to Emmett today I was just like I feel like I cannot make a graphic to save my life right now and I think just because between quarantine it ramped up and just like us being not being able to recruit it ramped up my like workload while I was quarantined so I think now it's just catching up to me that I've gone like these past seven months of not really taking a break that it's like really hitting me now that I'm like okay I need to like mentally just take a step back so I think it's so important. I definitely think it's a it's a, a huge thing to really reevaluate yourself and really realize when when are you able to produce your best work. And I produce my best work when I'm having fun and it's lighthearted. Um, and so now I'm just like, because when I start to think too much and I'm like really like really like I gotta be creative, um, that's when I like I'm just like I can't think of anything. So just going back to my roots and realizing why I got into design in the first place, it helps me out a lot. Nice. Um, yeah, that's super important to just make sure you're not overloading yourself and um, realizing how important your mental is uh, when it comes to creative because burnout happens all the time and it's it's no one's superman or superwoman like you can't just grind it out for the rest of your career like people don't realize this is this is your career like this is, this is what you're going to be doing for 
the next 20, 30 years or whatever, like, are you going to be able to do that grind for that long? Like, I don't think it's sustainable. And that's something I realized um, as my time at the, at the Chiefs ended. Because at the Chiefs, I was go time all the time. Like, I would stay until 8 p.m., 9 p.m. as an intern and just crank on all my projects. Like, the, secu- the late-night security guard knew, knew me by name. We knew each other's names. And we just like, yep, see you tomorrow. Um, but, but now I'm just like, I, I can't do that. Or, like, I can if I need to, but I can't do that week in and week out. Um, a couple more things before we get into uh, the ending. Um, Twitter, we talked about Twitter before and how big, how important social media is, how big it is. Uh, it's funny because the first time I heard about you or found out about your work was when one of your tweets went viral, I think, for um, you calling out people uh, copying your work. Um, what are your, I guess not thoughts, but like what advice do you have on younger aspiring creatives who are, you know, they see something they like, like, should they make it? Should they put their, like, what, what is your advice on that whole copying topic? Um, so I think you're talking about the Georgia State tweet, actually. Because <laughs> that one, like, blew up. I was very surprised. I think I but, saw two, honestly. Is that what? I think I, I, I've seen two. It was, L- yeah, LSU yeah. and Georgia State. Yes. <laughs> so I would tell anyone that is, like, or that's, like, sees work that they like and they want to copy it, don't. Um, as in I, when I was first getting in the industry or like first really trying to figure out my style and my design, I would see work and I'm like, okay, let me see if I can recreate this work. Um, but I would never post it directly on social media. And if I did, I would like literally say like work from, and I would tag the designer who did it. Um, if I was going to post it. So that's what I would tell anyone first. Like if you're going to copy someone's work and copy sounds so bad, if you're going to, if you're going to do what they do then or and don't post it as your original thought or as your original work because it wasn't um at least give the artist credit if you're going to copy it um but then as you get older i think it's important to realize your your style um and i think i have a distinct style and how i do my graphics um and so i think it's important to really recognize that and to don't just copy the new hottest thing like i think that's the biggest thing like really stay stick within your style and really figure out okay what makes me different than the other creatives and it's not because you just copy the next coolest things work you actually have a style and have a look and and you kind of have um your own thing about it, your own swag to your graphics so that would be my advice that's really good advice um how does one kind of find their style like how did you develop your style um so i developed my style by honestly first just trying different things like i would like i realized i'm like do i like compositing am i more like like typography based. And so honestly, other people kind of helped me figure that out as in first, at first I noticed that I'm a very much a designer of using like direct, like whole photos. I noticed that when I was at Southern Miss, like I kind of wasn't like a person that kind of make like these elaborate graphics where you cut them out and you add in shapes and, and, and ribbons and stuff that like, that's not me. Um, that's not my style. So I kind of figured that out at Southern Miss. 
But then when I kind of, then I realized, oh, I'm actually really good at typography. Um, and I didn't realize that until I got to Baylor when that was the one thing Joe pointed out. He was like, you're really good with words. Like you t you're, you're great at using it like how you have a ton of words, but you're great at like putting it together and making it look cool. And so that's when I realized, okay, that's like kind of my style. And so it's honestly, it's really just trial and error, figuring it out. But I would say, I don't necessarily think you should figure it out at like your job. Like I feel like you should kind of, like you should almost take your time for personal development on your own and really practice and figure out, okay, what is my type of style? What is my type of design? Um, and so I think that's kind of how like I de developed my style. Yeah, that's really good. Um, good advice of trying to develop your style just trial and error like see what you like see what you don't like like it doesn't matter um your style doesn't have to be liked by other people it just has to be has to be liked by you um and that's kind of how i found my style was i would i would honestly like mute people on social so that their work didn't like affect me like when i was at the chiefs like i would see other people's stuff and like you know i almost get into a creative block because like their stuff is so cool and i'm not doing that stuff like what am i doing with my life um so then i was just like well what if i just muted them and just focused on me so i didn't see their stuff and then eventually like i gained enough confidence in my work and in my style that okay i was like okay i'm ready to unmute these guys like I'm not, not that like I muted them because I didn't like them. I just muted them because I didn't like that their work was so good that it would make me not want to work. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot of ways to find your style and it's, it's very, it's hard, but it's important to find that style. Um, what do you ever bump into creative ruts or like creative blocks? Like what's your strategy to get out of those um when you do find yourself in one i'm in one right now i feel like um i was am i was just telling him and i was like i suck right now um honestly i would say because i'm having to tell myself this is that i'm having to remind myself that i i am good at my job like that's like the one thing it's like when i feel like i can't think of anything um that I mean, it's because I'm just like worn out. I, I always tend to get down on myself. So that's the one thing I'll tell anyone, like remind yourself that you are good at what you do. So like, don't ever doubt yourself because do, I'm doing that right now. Like, I'm doubting myself like, how do I get this job? Like I suck, like I can't think of anything. Um, so <laughs> we're trying to plan signing day. So I would say first, make sure you don't doubt yourself and stay confident in who you are as a designer. Um, but then second, I would say don't force it. Uh, it's gonna, I feel like it's one of those things where it's gonna, it's just like an injury. Like, it's like you can't rush back into the game. You kind of have to just let it rehab on its own. And so it, it sounds weird because some things are super urgent, but, and just, so take your time. Don't feel like you have to sit there because there are times I'm literally just sitting at a computer like Chanel, think of something. I'm like trying to force it. And it's like, it's just making it worse for me because then I start doubting myself again. And so just taking my time. And then another thing I would say is just going back to the basics on, on just, on just starting off with something simple, like starting off with a photo and then kind of just like layering it on and like easing back into it. I mean, it's literally to me, the way I think about it, and I think because since I play college sports, it's, it's literally just an injury. Like you get injured, you're rehabbing, you're take, you're kind of, you're not going to, you're not going to rehab for a month and then go try to play a full game. You're going to go to, you're going to go to practice. Like 
maybe only go 10% of practice and go 30. And then like, so that's why I feel like when you're in a rut, kind of ease yourself back into it. You're, you're not going to just bust out all these designs like right off the bat. And some do. Um, but I would just say those two steps kind of ease and ease back into it. Like it's an injury because that's nice. how I'm in Tati right now. So. <laughs> nice. That's, that's a really good uh, analogy. Um, all right. A couple more things before we wrap this up uh, for this section, we're going to, flip the script and I'm allow you to ask me a couple questions if you have any. So um, now's your chance if you have any questions. So, okay, so I, I looked at your videos and you kind of have this like motion, like 3D lookish. It's like, it's like, it's almost like it has movement, but it's not really, like, what is that? Like, I'm just curious. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I look at it and I'm just, it looks so cool, but I'm just, I've never seen that before because it almost looks like vintagey, but it's not. Uh -huh. It's all upscale vintage. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to it. It's so it's, cool. Yeah. I, I, are you talking about like when I like zoom in to it, like you're watching the video and then it kind of like zooms in or it like zooms out? Yeah. Um, but that's basically like, what. It, yeah. Or just even like the treatment on it. It's just like, I'm kind of curious on how you came up with that because I've just never seen that at all before. So yeah, it's, it's kind of. um a mix of laziness and trial and error. So I am very, I try to be as efficient as possible when it comes to editing my videos. Like, um, I learned kind of this lesson at the chiefs, like you could put in hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks into a project. And, you know, once it gets posted, like, your audience, like normal people don't really care or don't really know that you put in hours and hours and hours. And like, um, uh, yes, there's certain projects where that needs to happen. Um, my mindset kind of switched to, okay, how can I be as efficient as possible in my edits, still make them look good, still obviously put in the work and make it look cool or whatever. But, you know, take some shortcuts and not go not put in like too much effort that like the payback is not worth it. Um, if that makes any sense. So, so, so how I developed with that was kind of like, okay, I'm in premiere and as like one of the simplest thing in, in premiere, like an after effects to do is just zoom in and zoom out. Um, so, you know, I try to do effects that are very simple, like zooming in, rotating position X, Y. Um, obviously, you know, you can go crazy with it. You can go 3D. You can go, you can mask things out. You can, you know, superimpose. Like there's an absurd list of things you can do, but I find like I try to be as efficient as possible with my effects. So that's how like, you know, most of my stuff is just kind of like a simple zoom in or a zoom out. Um, and I try to make it as smooth as possible. So it's not like jerky or you don't realize it's zooming in or like maybe you have to watch it again to realize, oh wow, it's like zooming in. Um, or what I like to do is like rotate the image and like just those subtle movements, um, I think adds a nice touch to my, edits that it's not adding too much um, and I'm not having to put in too much effort. So that's 
kind of a long answer to your short question, like um, how I developed kind of my style is trying to be as efficient as possible and just use effects that are like right in front of you. Like I don't use many presets or like plugins um, just because that, that just takes time to like download, install, learn, um, figure out. Um, I like to use what's basic and what's given to you within Premiere and After Effects. Um, that's kind of simple and stuff. Cool. So what was your experience like working like in the NFL? Cause like I'm in the process of like decide, I'm like, do I want to go to the NFL? Do I want to not? Like, do I want to stay in college? Like I yeah. know it's obviously a super different. So I'm just curious yeah. what it was like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I interned at the Chiefs coming out of college, um, the 2017 season. And then, you know, all I wanted to do was really work in the NFL. Like that was kind of my big dream job, dream goal coming out of college. So um, once the Chiefs gave me the opportunity to intern, I was like, okay, I need to take advantage of this internship and I need to work out of my mind to either A, get offered a full-time at the Chiefs or B, get offered full-time at a different NFL team. Cause I knew that those were the only two options. Like I'm either gonna work really hard, stay full-time if they have the, the opening for that or if not understandable they're stacked i need to work really hard to go to another opening at another nfl job um, luckily an opening um was made because one of the producers left mid-season and uh, thankfully i got that position because um i put myself in a position to get that position if it happened and working in the nfl, NFL was like game changing for me just because um, it really like it made me become more confident in my work uh, just because you're in the big leagues you're you know at the highest level in football um, and it just there's so many things that are asked of you in the NFL like yeah, you, you got the video department, you have all your producers and editors and shooters and whatnot, but there's so many different departments, you know, needing content, um, marketing needs stuff, sales needs something, the stadium needs something, um, sponsorship, like you just do a lot more than just shooting football. Um, and that really helped me kind of grow as a creative because I was kind of, like forced to almost like grow up and like, okay, I'm full time now. If someone asked me to do something, I can't just say, I don't know, I'm an intern. Like I'll go to my full timer for help. I'm now that full timer that, you know, someone's like, Hey, can we do this? I'm going to be like, yeah, let me, let me look up a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I, I never really worked worked in, on the college side of things. Um, so I don't know direct uh, comparison, but based on what I've talked to with other people, I think it's just a huge shift in objectives. Uh, in the NFL, it's very revenue based and you know selling tickets, um, sponsorships, um, and just money is like, the big factor, the big driving force 
at, I feel like, in the NFL. And uh, it seems like in college, the big driving force is recruits and recruiting. And, you know, in the NFL, you can't really recruit. So, like, that's that's not any... That's not a a factor or a a lane that we're really thinking about. Um, Whereas in college, I feel like recruiting is one of the biggest things to think about because that, you know, you're a couple of recruits away from winning 10 games versus losing 10 games. Um, So, yeah, I think that's the main thing is just different objectives between um, the two levels, college versus football or college versus professional. I'm sure it's the same um, in other sports. Cool. So um, who are some mentors, like who are some of your mentors or any people that you looked up to in the industry? Mentors. I really didn't have like a mentor mentor. Um, I did have a lot of inspiration. Um, people like Zach Schwartz, at Ohio State, uh, Andre Robinson, who was at Ohio State, um, who else? I think those were my two main ones coming out of college. Because uh, Zach, actually, I, I, I need to get Zach onto this podcast s- sooner or later because I've probably mentioned him like three or four times um, talking about like my journey into this. Uh, Zach used to work with me at the University of Arkansas. So I knew Zach before he became Zach that everyone else knows. Uh, he then left uh, during, my, I think, my junior year. He left to go to Ohio State because he got the opportunity there with Urban Meyer. And that was like the first time I ever saw someone work a position that I wanted. Like when I was in college, I had no idea a creative, like a content creator at a at a college athletic department existed. Like, I didn't know what that was called, um, but Zach was like the first person who had the title. I think it was, it might've been creative director of new media or something like that. Um, and I was like, okay, now I know what my, what that position is called. I can go try to find that position on job sites and um, try to become that. So he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations. Um, as well as Andre Robinson, I found out about him through Zach and just like his amazing videos at Ohio State. Like that just got me excited about being in video and maybe want to pursue that even more coming out of college. So, sorry, it's my last question. Yep, no, you're good. <laughs> with Let It Fly Media, so um, what like what does that like all entail? Like, do you work with other colleges or is it more like corporate? Like what, what is like, what is let it fly media? Yeah, that's a really good question. So let it fly media is, um, we like to call ourselves a content agency. Um, we're based in Kansas city and we work with anyone that needs content. So it could be corporate, it could be sports, it could be college athletics. Um, any, Anybody who's willing to pay us to make content, we will work for that person. So that puts us in a lot of categories and industries. Uh, We work with technology firms, um, commercial real estate firms. Uh, We work with the PGA of America. Uh, We work with MLS. Um, So a a lot of different industries across the board will do content for it because we believe 
no matter what company you are, no matter what you're doing, you can use content um, to help promote whatever it is that you do. So we're a small content agency. We have about 12 people on our staff and we just travel, travel across the U.S. and just do work um, wherever needed. And it's a really cool um, flip to working in sports because that's kind of like the two sides, like creative agency versus working for a team. Um, and getting to experience both was, was really cool to kind of see the differences in the two. And I've really enjoyed my past couple of years. I let it fly for sure. Nah. No, you're good. Uh, I, I love answering questions, so I could I can answer that all day. Um, all right, last couple of things. Uh, first, can you name three creatives that people should follow on Twitter or know about or Instagram? Just who are three uh, graphic designers that people should just know about? Um, or creatives. Okay. They don't have to be graphic designers, but any creatives. I really only know graphic designers, to be honest. So I would say Isaac, uh, Isaac Apon, Apron. I don't know if he's going to kill me if he hears this. Um, he's a designer at Liberty. I think he's awesome. Um, great person. He's super talented. Our, I feel like our styles are kind of similar. Um, I would say, there's another one. There's a designer from, oh, I need to look her up. It's going to bother me. I can't remember her name. <laughs> She's a designer. She's assistant uh, creative director at Illinois. Um, I feel like I need to look up her name because it's going to bother me now. Uh, her, I just saw, I saw some of her basketball content that she just posted. And it was super, super dope. And it kind of it caught my attention. I'm like, who is she? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I, I'm going to have to go look her name up now because um, that's going to bother me. Yes, her name is Paige. Okay, Paige. Her, it's her at is page underscore May 13. Um, she's assistant director of creative, creative services for Illinois Athletics. And her basketball content has been super, super dope. It's been super, really, really different. It stood out to me. Um, and then I would say um, Anthony from Boston College. Uh, I think he, so I knew about Boston College because that's where Mark Jeske was when, uh, before he left uh, to go to Clemson. And so, they kind of fell off like a little bit, but then Anthony came in there and just like completely like turned around like his style, just his consistency on just like his, like the, like his tier graphics has been like crazy. Like he's like all across the board, all his graphics, every time I see it, I'm just like, how is he this consistent all the time? Like every graphic is like super dope. Um, I can't think of Anthony, Anthony Garo, G-A-R-R-O 35. Um, he does a football and basketball content at Boston College and his stuff is super dope. So those are part of the three that I would. Nice, nice. I, I don't know many graphic designers, so for sure look, look those people up. Um, all right, very last thing, uh, plug yourself, your social channels, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and then one last piece of advice for that aspiring creative who's maybe a high school senior, college senior, recent grad, whoever. One last piece of advice they're listening right now and they want to be doing what we're doing, what is that piece of advice? But first, plug yourself. Um, so on Twitter, I am Nels underscore N-E-L-L-E-Z underscore. Then on Instagram, I am underscore Nels um, underscore N-E-L-E-Z. Uh, so, so those are my social medias. Um, follow me. Uh, and then for my piece of advice, I would say 
to take rejections as motivation because I feel like if I had, I have like a, a, like a, a bunch of emails when I was first in the industry, just saying I didn't have enough experience or there was some reason I didn't get the job. Um, so don't like use it as motivation because if I feel like if I would have like just kept beating myself up from getting rejected, I would be where I am today. So no matter if they say no, okay, just take it with a grain of salt, learn from it and move on. There's, I feel like right now that creative content, content creators are just, I feel like you have endless opportunities, especially with social media, just, just growing. So just don't give up and just to keep pushing. Yo, and that's straight facts from Chanel Smith Walker, the director of creative media at NC State Wolfpack Football. It doesn't matter how many no's you get. It doesn't matter how many rejections you get. You just got to keep pushing, keep grinding, and eventually you'll get to where you need to get to. Thank you so much, Chanel, for being on the show and helping answering those questions from all you call-ins. Thank you so much for everybody that called in. This podcast would be nothing without those call-ins, so keep it up. And thank you so much to everybody else for tuning in and listening. Please keep downloading leaving reviews, liking, retweeting, all the tweets, all the posts about the Get The Shot podcast. My name is Billy Quatch, and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Deuces.